some of my biggest successes in the world have been when I just took all the bullshit out, all that playbook, all of that scheme and schematics and all that stuff, and just went back to fourth grade Brandon that started playing football just because I wanted to make my granddad happy and wow. I just wanted to hit some people. Like, just start being that dude. And I think it's the same thing in business. It's the same thing in life. Pull up in the drive light. I didn't mix my with Lego. Stack my money up like Lego. What's up, world? It's your boy Brandon Copeland, aka Professor Copeland. I'm here with my dog. Ooh, what we rocking today, Ross Mack? Oh man, tell me what we rocking today. Alabama A&M, man. Shout out my sister. She Ooh. went there, HBCU down in Huntsville, Alabama. I don't really okay. rock with uh, Alabama. It was uh, we had a Sweet real experience down there, boy. Alabama. That thing, oh, that thing was real, tell me about my it. boy. So we went to uh, my sister's graduation, and um, I remember my dad had rented a whip. And we all drove down, you feel me? And me and my brother went out. You know what I'm saying? We trying to hit the town. See, we're shaking in this little town. It's a college town, you know what I'm saying? Boy, we must have did something, and the police pulled us over. Oh, uh, he was black. Boys say, oh, yeah, we black in Alabama for sure. We <laughs> say, black. Uh, that's what you did. You know, we from, we, you know, say, hey, you know what I'm saying? That boy say, he's, so he pulled us over. They, uh, you know, license registration. We, oh, sir, um. You know, my dad rented the car. My brother, he older than me, so he was doing the talking. My brother was tweaking. I, he must have did something illegal, U turn or something nutty. Um, but nonetheless, uh, the cop was like, Oh, this car is not registered to you. We're impounding it. I'm talking oh. about fully. We, hey, no, this my my dad. Woo-woo. He, man, we just came from Chicago. Folks said he put a, he put an accent. You know, it's a white officer. He, he will, you're an Alabama boy. We knew at that oh. moment to shut up. It with was, the boy. He, when he threw you, the boy, he said, he I swear, boy on you, you oh, in Alabama man. now, boy. I say, because, we, oh, man, we from man. Chicago, officer. We woo-woo. Over with, shorty. Man, did you, question for you, too. When when the officer pulled you over, did you put on Did you put on a different voice? Did you put on the Oh, I always got an officer voice. voice. I ain't going to hold you. I got a different type of voice. Because it's like. You know, I wish we ain't have to, right? If you driving while white, you can have that same energy. What the fuck you stopping me for? Ain't it gonna happen, but you black boys. I'm sending to is there a problem, officer? <laughs> hey officer, I, I was just, just uh oh sorry about that. <laughs> officer, I'm uh in. I was watching a TikTok is <laughs> officer, I'm uh is it all right if I go down and get my uh my license? <laughs> yeah, my registration in the glove box, and is it all right if I get that? Just, you know, I'm recording for my own safety, officer. I hope you're having a good day. Yeah. Okay, talk to them all. <laughs> a little different. It is what it yeah. is. And you a little look, bigger, hey. so you a threat. So I know you got to talk way Oh, different. yeah, nah, you can't. Look, I be the thing is, I'm so competitive, bro. I be mad, I, mad as hell, especially when you know it's wrong, right? Like, so we, I, when we grew up, right, we had moms moved us out, and we ended up being in a predominantly white neighborhood. No, I'm just saying, not predominantly, white neighborhood. And literally, when we were in, by the time I was in college, by the time we graduated college, I think I've been pulled over nine times, eight of which were the, were within a mile of my house. Wow. And it was all that bullshit, right? Like all that, ah, you know, you, 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 uh, your windows are tinted. Wow. No, they're not. I ain't got no fucking tents. What you talking about? Right? Like, I ain't get my you car tinted. turning tenet. signal on. My third year in the, the league. Yeah. Oh, you stopped a little little bit beyond the stop sign. You stopped, but you stopped a little bit beyond. So I was just checking on you. 
Yeah, obviously my house is right there, like like right there. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. Right, you, you can go. You know what I'm saying? All right, real quick, man. If you enjoying the show, make sure you follow and subscribe Money Music Culture on all platforms. And so that also as well too, like adds just a little insult and a little you know fuel to the flame when those types of things happen because it's uh like this is my home you know what i'm saying like this is where you know my mama paid for us to be here you know what i'm Mm -hmm. saying and you making me feel like a a stranger in my own home like you got me yeah so anyway brother i'm sorry i'm sorry our world is like that um but you know hey like you said you got to leave these i will say this because i say it at my football camp too because I know there's some people in the world like, man, be you. My job is to get home alive. Oh, bro. My grandfather used to always say that. Job is to my get job, home alive to my kids and my wife. Say no more. So you can be, you can be, uh, you can be right, and you can be demonstrative in how you do it, and it sucks, and it's not the way it should be. However, the most important job at the end of the day is to get home to your your family, yeah. right? Because um, everybody, everybody so. cold switch. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. cold switching is an art. But, like, if you're going to cold switch at your job, why the fuck wouldn't you cold switch when your life on the line? Yeah. So, see, I am I literally have worked my entire life to not have to cold switch. You a motherfucker. Because I had I seen to. you on CNBC. To not have to I cold switch. I seen you on switch. CNBC Bruh. without a haircut. I know you cold switch, boy. Without a haircut. <laughs> That's a, that's how you know I ain't cold switching. This, but I think that that's the difference though, right? Like it's like at a certain point, it's like some people think it might be cold switching, but it's like at a certain point, it's like like I I am who I am. You know what I'm saying? Like I, this is who I am. Like not necessarily changing up the voice. Like when I think of cold switching, I think of like them people who like literally like they talking to you one second, like the Mike Epps joint. Like Mary Men are totally different around there. They uh they wise right like you know they talking one way oh, yeah. you know around their boys then they get in front of they hey how's how's it going how's it going Listen, sir you know survival what I'm saying? bro now yes it is it is definitely survival and I think that you know the goal for me personally and that's just me personally the goal for me personally is and has been to be myself and to be able to just be a hundred percent free in that regard because. Now, I, and I can say it, it hasn't always been like that, but now to me, it is like that. Yeah. And it's not because I've just amassed this crazy fortune and I'm Elon Musk and network. It's just more of like, I got the things that I need and I have invested in the things and I'm continually to invest in the things that'll pay me. So it's like you knock on wood, but like you can't cancel me. Like I don't give a f- because <laughs> what you were doing ain't paying my bills Facts. right like you can't you can't like i don't necessarily like i got buddies and stuff who is funny because they're in like football you know football takes it's beautiful to see because all the the circle around me is like continuing to elevate and grow which is amazing it's beautiful to see and their growth, especially in the business world, is at a point where it's like, yo, like we got to do this event. I got to network. I got to meet this person. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do that. Blah, blah, blah. Where for me, I'm like, I'm on the back end of that. 
and not because I'm big headed or anything like that. I still want to meet people, still want to have great experiences. But it was like that's what I spent my twenties doing, my early twenties doing. That's why I was the NFL player who in the off season would go out and do this, 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 and this, and this, and this, and never break and never grind. So now I'm at a point, and it's funny because sometimes I feel like in their mind, it probably be like, man, this nigga, he don't never want to go nowhere. He think he don't need to network with nobody. No, it's not that. It's just like I'm tired of Time that. Is money. Like. I done done that. Because you put in, like, at the end of the day, and I got a lot of questions about the NFL, right? But, like, time is money, right? And so for you, you put in that time that afforded you the luxury to now, you know, do the FaceTime, network, et cetera, to get to where you are. You're a veteran, right? This is your ninth to tenth uh, season. It's going in the 10. Because I was trying to do the math, graduate 2013, Mm -hmm. but the season is 2012. So it would be season 22-2023. Like, that's how it go, right? All yeah, right, so, yeah, 20, so, 10. Yeah. so, like, at the end of the day, bro, like, you you brought us to a good point. Like, how is your mindset different from when you first got in the league as a, you know, a rookie versus now as a vet? Man, totally different. Um, I think first and foremost, difference is, like, the my priorities are different because my life is different. I, I came into the league as a, a a young man who had no kids, no wife or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? Like it, at the time I had a girlfriend, but again, a girlfriend versus two kids and a wife is a totally different mm-hmm. set of responsibilities, you know? Um, didn't have a home, didn't have cars and all of that type of stuff, right? Didn't have really bills outside of what I needed to do to play football, you know? So the mindset was different in in regards to off the field because it was it was a little more, I guess it was a little it was a lot less riding on my success. I get that. I should say. You know? Uh I won't say it was less pressure at all because it was a different type of pressure as a rookie. Um, in the early on in the career, but it was just a lot like it wasn't a a, a young boy with your last name looking up to you, see how you're going to respond in this moment. You know what I'm saying? Um, so so that was different on the field. The mindset was totally different as well, too. Like now I walk on the field and you can't f- with me. Mm. I know people listen to this podcast. Boy, you ain't Khalil Mack. You ain't, you ain't f- with me. I don't I did it. You don't work. You don't. You can't outwork me. You ain't more of a dog than me. Mm. I don't care who you are, and and That's it's hard. just we. If we had to do one on one, I don't give. A, I'm not even a. If it's a defensive player versus defensive player, if we have to do one on one in this competition, I'm winning. It doesn't matter. I don't have the marketing and all that type of stuff around me. I don't have the, you know, get a make a tackle, get a sack, and go crazy and cheer for myself and all that stuff. That's just not me. And that's also probably hurt me in my career. However, mentally, you can't f- with me. So that's that's good, right? Rookie year, it was fragile. Wasn't that I was soft or anything like that. I was switching different positions. I played one position my entire life with my hand in the ground. And then I got to the Baltimore Ravens my rookie year, and they moved me to Mike Linebacker the year after Ray Lewis retired. And I'm up and I'm calling the defense and I'm doing all this stuff. And I literally had no idea. Like when I say this, I mean it. Like some people joke about this. I legitimately mean I had no idea what I was doing or where I was supposed to go. Right. My saving grace was I play football. I know how to play football. 
So if you tell me, if you, you hike that ball and the ball is in your hands, go get it, right? And that's what kept me around. But when it came to like, oh, you got the hook curl on this, or oh, man, you got number two up the seam, or you got three receiver hook, right? Like it might sound like Spanish to you. My rookie year, I'm sitting in the Baltimore Ravens locker room like, what the f- is this? I've been going forward my whole life. What the f- is three receiver hook? Who the f- fire zone so coverage? The, coverage all right, so for the for the you you throwing some stuff out there. So let's slow it down, right? Because as Ooh, a person that language. paid their whole life, when the ball hikes, your first thing because you, your hand in the ground, your defensive end, your lineman, ball hike, you only go in one direction towards the quarterback, right? Then go you get say go get uh, culture shock. You come in. You're trying to fill Ray Lewis shoes, and them motherfuckers is big. You got Terrell mm-hmm. Suggs probably. Come on, Rook. Get your shit together. He was probably hazing you. Lord knows the type <laughs> of hazing stories you got. But the first thing you do as a linebacker when the ball is hiked, you backpedal, right? Well, technically, no. So I want to make sure because mm. all my football junkies out there. First, you're supposed to take a restep. You got to make sure it's run. You got to clear the run first. Okay. First first thing, you got to make sure it's not run, right? That's, that's the first thing. So... You make sure it's not run first, right? And then once you do that, then you have a coverage responsibility, typically, unless you're blitzing. And if you're blitzing, that means you're going after you 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 running through the line of scrimmage and trying to penetrate and trying to either wreak havoc in the backfield or sack the quarterback or hit the running back in the backfield for a loss, right? Um, the, the My issue was all of the passing coverage things, which for those who don't know, pass coverage, that's when you drop in back while other people are running routes. You got your Odell Beckhams, your Juice Landry's of the world, your Brandon Marshall's of the world running routes. You trying to prevent them from catching the rock, right? I had no idea what I was doing. Mm. So, like, literally, when they would say hook curl cover three, I would literally be sitting there and thinking, like, okay, because on our playbook, it doesn't show you, like, okay, you go here, you go here. It just tells you, like, three-receiver hook, right? It's just written out because if you played this position, you should know what it means. So I would literally try to translate it in my head to, like, Madden. I'd be like, okay, cover three. Well, like, on cover three and Madden, like, well, that's, like, the little blue bubble, I think. And then, okay, cover two, that's, like, the big deep bubble. And so I would do that. And literally, after two days of playing linebacker, my coach, my linebacker coach at the time, he's a D coordinator in the league now. Um, and we, yeah. he came up to me and said, he's at the Giants now, Wink okay. Martindale. Dope. What up, Wink? He had came up to me and he said, man, Cope, like, I'm going I'm to be real with you. Um, right now, we're only taking 90 guys onto our roster. That's what the NFL cutoff is. You can only have a ni- maximum of 90 guys into training camp. Right now, you're about 92 or 93 out of 90. Mm. Good kid. You work hard. You know, I, I see you got some athletic ability. You try hard. But, you know, this middle linebacker thing, you're just not getting it. And you went to Penn. I thought you'd be – I thought you'd pick this thing up easy, you mm. know. In my mind, I'm like, what the how, – how would I pick up linebacker easy in 48 hours just because I went to Penn, right? Wow. And – so literally, so this is this this is during this thing called rookie minicamp, which is literally your first introduction to the team. You get drafted or go undrafted like I did. You sign a deal. And then for me, I think it was like the next weekend, Friday, we got up there. No, 
Thursday night, we got up there. Friday, we had two practices. Saturday, we had two practices. And Sunday, we had a half a day. So two and a half days. And this is all the rookies, the drafted players, and all the undrafted guys, all the tryout guys. I ended up being a tryout. I thought I was a big-time guy. Uh, not a big-time, but I thought they preferred me because they gave me a $1,000 signing bonus. I thought that was a lot until other guys mm -hmm. had to share what they were making. I was like, what the f I'm going to call my agent. What the hell? $1,000. <laughs> this motherfucker got 50 uh, <laughs> But... But literally that last day, so he, I'm, thank God, he told me this before practice that Sunday. Mm. So he told me this before practice that Sunday, and he, and I, I remember like, like it was yesterday. He was just like, you know, he's like, you know, cope. I, I, uh, I tell you this not to piss you off. I tell you this because I hope that regardless of whether you like me or not, one day you and I will be able to see each other. Maybe we can have a beer together, and you'll be able to say, hey. I might hate this motherfucker, but at least he shot it to me straight. Yeah. He didn't bullshit. Him telling me that, it's funny how everything happens for a reason. Him telling me that just literally put my mindset in a different place. Because at first, and that's what, you know, for me, life, that's what life is about, is perspective, right? And I'm only here because I'm fortunate to have a, a different perspective on it, on certain things and certain major decisions that I could have mm -hmm. went the other way. And, and long story short, I went from like... Man, him, man. How the hell are you gonna tell me after 48 hours I should be able to play middle linebacker? What are you talking about? People have been doing this their whole lives, but you know what? It, it is what it is, man. I'm from Baltimore, being grown up, cheering for the Baltimore Ravens. When you practice in Baltimore, you wear the last year's game jerseys because they want you to feel like the game. They want everything to be as close to the game as possible. Mm. So you wear the game jerseys and game pants at practice. It's super tight and all that stuff. A lot of other teams, you do practice jerseys loose and all that stuff, but they like, no, nah, we want you here to play games. We want you to feel what it's like. I'm like, damn, I got on a Baltimore Ravens game jersey with my last name on this joint. It was 48. It wasn't the best number in the world, but hey. It's still, it's mine. And I'm like, this literally, I mean, what he just told me, I'm getting cut. Mm -hmm. This might be my last time playing football ever in my life. Mm -hmm. This is 2013. I'm like, well, they play book, all of that shit. I'm going to just play football. You saying I can't do middle linebacker. Well, again, this literally, I'm. where else am I going to play after this? Maybe CFL or AFL or something like that. But like NFL, this might be the end of my NFL dream. I go out there and I, Ball. I'm like, yeah, I'm calling the plays. Okay, yep, 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 yep. Blah, 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 to Tracy. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Missile to Tracy. Boom, 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 boom. I'm getting people right. Getting that. I'm supposed to do this. Cool. I see the ball. Go get it. I'm going in the backfield, Ross. I'm telling you, in the backfield, TFL, getting a pick. I got a pick on the goal line. Dane Chris, I appreciate you, brother. <laughs> I got to run into Dane uh, 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 at the Super Bowl this past year in, in LA, man. And, and I, I don't think I told him this, but. He, he threw a pick to me, and that shit might have kept, kept your boy's career alive. You know what I'm saying? Right Hell in the goal line, no. right in the red zone, man. And uh, But but literally, I just, like, it, it was a major life lesson because – So it was like a tip ball? You called it an instant touchdown? Nah, it wasn't a tip. It was me. Out athletic. Oh, yo, J.J. Watch. Going, bro. Get past but it was a block playing and football, bro. That's real. Just know, doing what you do. It was just do. playing football. Like, it, and I think that it was – it was a major life lesson for your boy that still I have to like remind myself because it doesn't register at times, right? Like, so, so long story short, I left that field. I remember it was it. Mm -hmm. I literally packed up my locker. I'm like, he just told me 92 or 93. 
Like, he didn't say nothing to me after practice, but they were supposed to call the next day and, and cut me. I remember calling my agent, like, yo, they're going to cut me, so let's try to find another team, blah, 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 blah. And he was like, you know, let's not, not worry too yet. He didn't see practice or nothing. Let's not worry yet. Literally, the next day, I called my agent, like, yo, did they call you? He's like, no, nah, they didn't call me. Like, don't don't trip. Like, I'll let you know if they call me. Cool. A few hours later, I remember we act actually at City Tap House because it's like senior week. Mm-hmm. And stuff at, at Penn. So we at City Tap House on Walu, Lante, J. Will. We all just sitting there breaking bread. It's senior week. And I'm like, you know, I'm the guy that then went to the league. And then now I'm coming back and kind of I'm not in the league in my mind. And I'm telling my boys. But I'm like, you know, keeping it low. And, you know, I remember we at City Tap House. And I call him again. I'm like, yo, like, did he call? Did they call you? He's like, no. Did you want them to call me? Like, I'll call you if they if they call me. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and so finally, obviously, they they didn't call. Wow. And you know, for me, that was the start of my NFL career. Right. It's already started. Like, ooh, I can't trust you much. Right. Mm-hmm. But more more importantly, I think when you in life and in general, like, some of my biggest successes in the world have been when I just took all the bullshit out. Yep. Right. Took all the bullshit out, all that playbook, all of that scheme and schematics and all that stuff. And just went back to fourth grade Brandon that started playing football just because I wanted to make my granddad happy. And I just wanted to hit some people. You know what I'm saying? Like, just start being that dude. And I think it's the same thing in business. It's the same thing in life. Like you you get you can evolve yourself and grow yourself to be stronger, more strategic. But also Hillary Ash. Shout out to Hillary, man. She played volleyball at Penn. She was my year. Um, And uh, she sent a quote my rookie year. It was actually going in, like, preseason game. It might have been the third or fourth preseason game. And it was, like, a lot of pressure. They were making cuts throughout the training camp. So it was, like, I think after this game was going to be the first round of cuts of, like, a 90 to 75 guys or something like that. And one of the things she she sent in this quote was, like, uh, years ago – a little boy started playing football. She said little girl for her because that's her, you know, she was a female. Uh, but years ago, a little boy started playing this sport. And before all the schemes and X's and O's and coaches and gassers and conditioning and all that stuff, this little boy just fell in love with the sport. Mm-hmm. Today, go out and just be that little boy. Facts. Go out and just play. Like, all the bullshit. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, and, and I think that execute. That's, that's it. Yeah. It's all about just executing. Because now you yeah. 10 years in. How many teams since your dream Six. to play for the Ravens? Six teams. Six, bro. What yeah, has been man. your best Six. and what has been your worst experience? Oh, damn. That's 10 tough, years man. in. Best six experience. teams. Best and your worst. <laughs> yeah. Then we want to know it's... who is your the hardest person you ever had to go up against. Yeah, all right. So so it's tough to say best and worst experience because again, I have a crazy perspective. As a guy who was used to you not you wouldn't let me in the building, just being in the building, I'm I'm happy because the direct deposit hit, as my granddad used to say, shoot, you just want to be on the team when that direct deposit hit. You know what I'm saying? Um when I was with the Titans, they were in a different place. Um now you got Coach Rayville down there. He is really uh <laughs> he he balling. Hey, you one thing I'ma say what? about you, bro, is you that? are the luckiest unlucky person. Lucky because you are <laughs> ten years in fulfilling your dream, 
but unlucky because <laughs> yeah. football is a game of inches, but it also can be a game of timing, right? Like timing. Timing yep. is yep. he got to the Baltimore Ravens the year after. Was that the year Super after Bowl. they won a Super Bowl? Year yep. after they win a Super yep. Bowl, he get to the he get to the uh, Patriots the year Patriots. after they lose Tom Brady. You get you play for Tennessee mm. the year after they actually good. Well, I'm sorry. A year or two before they actually before. good. So, but finish your story. I'm just yep. you the luckiest unlucky nah, mother. you one hundred percent right. I ain't gonna lie to you. I, I uh, when when the, I tore my peck with the Patriots in 2020 during the pandemic season, and I remember sitting home with my wife. You know, a few weeks after surgery, and the Patriots were playing. You know, the team that I was just with three weeks ago, but now I got my peck in the sling, and, and I'm like, damn, they suck. Like. Mm -hmm. They're not playing well. Like, maybe it's me. I literally turned them on. Like, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm the common thread of just bullshit. You know, I'm just bringing teams down. But um, but I think the Titans at that time, they were in a – we weren't winning. Didn't have a winning culture at all either. So, what I'm talking, like, things that I was just like, bro, like, I remember my first week there. And, and so, this is the – let me give you a real real insight to, to, to the NFL. I remember my first meeting at the Baltimore Ravens, defensive meeting, right? And again, you got Haloti Nada, Suggs, you got Jamil McClain, you got Michael Huff at safety, you got all these, like, names. And the D coordinator comes in, Dean Pease, comes in and says, listen, all you motherfuckers can play. All you motherfuckers are ballers. I'm going to let you know right now, you don't get in this room unless you're a killer. Yeah, I feel you. I'm with that. Yeah, I went to Penn. And you know me. I'm coming from Penn. Oh, who's he played against? Who's this? Yeah, you right. Motherfucker, kill you too. I'm looking at motherfucker. I wish you would. Stab you with this pencil. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but but that's that that mindset. Like, you don't, you don't even... the What he said, to finish that statement, what's going to separate you all is the work that you're going to put in. Knowing the playbook. Studying the X's and O's. Like, everybody can get the job done, but like... Every, everyone can know the name of the coverage and, and, and what to do. I can get the secretary to understand that, but can I get you, can I get the secretary to put on cleats and go out there and do it 100 miles per hour? He was like, I can't put on cleats anymore and go out and do it 100 miles per hour. So that's what's going to separate you all from who's going to make this team versus who won't, right? Fast forward six, seven weeks later, I go to Tennessee on practice squad, and it was my first week there. You know, it was a Wednesday. Just got signed up with them on a Tuesday. I'd flown down there on Tuesday, signed up with them Wednesday morning. I'm in the meeting rooms that day. They're playing Seattle Seahawks. Marshawn Lynch, beast mode. And I remember just sitting there. I'm the new guy in the room. It's like you go to a new school. And I remember the coaches were doing the, the run game breakdown. On Wednesdays, you typically do run game breakdown because you're in pads. So you want to kind of practice those plays while you're in pads on Wednesday so that the guys can rest their they bodies for the rest of the week and be in just shorts and shirts. Um, and so one of the things the coaches are saying, he was like, man, this is beast mode now. It's Seattle Seahawks, the 12. Like, some of y'all might be scared. Some of y'all might be scared. Some of y'all might not make the plane. Don't be afraid out here. If you're going to be afraid, don't even come here. And I'm literally just sitting there like, I'm like, again, I'm the new guy in the room, and I'm a rookie. So you shut the hell up and you just, you know, okay. But I'm looking at, like, the veteran linebackers, the veteran people, like, y'all going to let him talk like that? Like, like me, year 10, 
me your tent is like, nah, coach, cut that bullshit out. You stop playing. Like, nobody's scared. <laughs> go dog. on, finish your, finish your playbook. Yeah. Finish what you got to say, but like, stop, stop playing with us. We grown men. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, different mindset. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so when I went to Tennessee, it was a different mindset because he, 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 the coach was able to say whatever the fuck he wanted to say, and then nobody call him out on mm. it, right? Then I remember we would have food, and they didn't have dinner for us, bro. And, and I know that sounds, sounds sorry, it's gonna sound really, 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 really privileged. Yeah, these millionaires. The NFL don't is get, a very privileged sport. These millionaires don't get dinner. Bro. The NFL is a very privileged sport, right? Like we are, we are entertainers. We are athletes, and our bodies are our life, mm -hmm. right? And I've been in other places where they didn't have dinner served for you, or like they didn't have the cafeteria continue to make dinner for you, uh, which is fine. My thing in Tennessee was, which I guess you know, looking back on, I, I could have just chose not to eat it. I just wasn't as disciplined back then. But like, what the coaches would do is they would buy dinner for us, which was dope beautiful grateful but on wednesdays it was like church's chicken so you didn't practice you didn't work your body out you're trying to get right and then you just got they got trays of just church's chicken outside the defensive meeting room we'd all go watch film together and cool thursdays it was pizza or something like that or or jim and nick's mm. barbecue fridays was wings and something like that or something different right but it was like three things and they would do it every I'm single week but it was unhealthy. like Bro, like Girl. this ain't, yeah, like this ain't preparing. Like if we horses, right? Like this, the, I'm from Baltimore. We got the Preakness. If I got me a million dollar horse, thoroughbred on that joint, they ain't eating church's chicken the night before the game. You know what I'm saying? Now everybody is different. Some people can do that, and and even me, I indulge at certain times in season and stuff. But I was just like, like this isn't, this isn't setting the, the right standard yeah. for us to be successful on Sundays, and it it proved that on the field, right? Fast forward, you. I think you also asked what's, like, the hardest person I went up against or you asked the best experience. Well, I said your best and your worst, and then who the hardest person you went up against. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you, your boy get long-winded. Uh, best experience, man, I ain't going to lie. Being a Patriot, Wow. I ain't going to lie to you. That shit. So, New York Jets, we didn't win a lot, but that was an amazing experience because I went there. I had, like, a career year. And yep. my family was there. You know, we had a, we already had a house in Jersey, so we uh, obviously we were there. My wife is from Jersey. Taylor's from Jersey, so we were able to. Her family would come to the game. I got videos of us on the field after the game mm -hmm. with no one else in the stadium. Wow! And literally just the lights on and just us. They went and saw the locker room. You know, my niece and nephew Cameron and Kylie, Cameron and Kylie coming around, and literally us on the field just That's running beautiful. by ourselves can't put a price on that type of thing yeah. you know what i'm saying um so that's a, a an amazing experience and then also being able to take advantage of the new york market i was broadcasting that year a little bit mm -hmm. and things like that like that was just different for you know my my brain being a patriot though it's like it's like being a uh you know with part of seal team six almost mm. right like not not you know again I said earlier, I ain't afraid to be canceled, but you know, I, I always like to make sure I communicate myself correctly, right? Not comparing what we do to what those uh, those men and women do, right? Yeah, but yeah. when, if somebody tells you like, yo, I'm in SEAL Team 6 or I'm a Marine, right? Like, 
you know they they real. Yeah. Like you ain't you ain't questioning like all right. It's yeah, a different I, quality of their training. Ass. You know them motherfuckers exactly. top notch. Exactly. Like whenever I told somebody, yeah, I'm with the Patriots, it was it was like a, oh. Like, it was like, oh, like, you don't question my skill set because, you know, Bill Belichick won't even let you in the building if you ain't real. Right. You might not last long there, but you don't even get to step foot in Foxborough as a New England Patriot unless you ain't a dog, you know. And so I think that that's one of the things that was um, I've just felt that that was different about about it. And unfortunately, it was the, the pandemic season. It was beginning of that because. Who knows? I mean, you go to that market, you got those types of fans there because there's still New England Patriot fans who reach out to me in my DMs today, and I played eight games with them. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, who knows what it, you know, what what it could do to you if if you're, you know, active player and balling, and they got the fans there at the stadium signing autographs, you enjoying, you know, you're doing the things that we 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 would do anyway. So, yeah. um, that's been one of the greatest experiences. Uh, the hardest person to go up against. Oh, uh, man. Obviously, you know what? This dude, Trent Brown. Trent Brown. So, Trent Brown, bro. Trent I Brown. I know a little bit about is, football. Wanna, Who the hell is Trent Brown? Trent Brown is 6'8". Jesus. 360 pounds. Probably about more about 400. I might give him 400, 385. You step off the line of scrimmage, Trent can touch you. He he. Sorry, could you say that again? Yeah, Sorry. I said that. Look, look, look. You step off the line of scrimmage, Trent can touch you, right? Like that's the type of so he's reach an offensive line that he has. Offensive lineman, offensive oh, yeah, tackle. Don't nobody right? know offensive lineman by name. Come on, Coach. We talking about I know, who the hardest you, player you ever had to tackle or this, but let me go and get your Trent Brown man, story. Look, I ain't worried about then that. Gonna, I ain't worried about that. Boy, Derek Nah, Henry, bro, I ain't worried about, the about tackling nobody or nothing like that, man. I ain't Derek worried about ta- the, tackling. Tackling is easy. You tripping. You tripping. See, the thing about football, bro, and, and I'm not even going to answer your question. We can get into that another time, but, you See. know, we got – we got bills to pay, and, and time is, is is ticking, so to speak. But one, I'll, I'll give you this though. My grandfather, he's the one who taught me the mindset it takes to play football. So I any get that. any kid that wants to be real, that that wants to be real on the field, just think of it like this. My granddad used to cut open. He used to rip up boxes and. And, like, if it was a bottle and cardboard, he would squish it together just to have as much room as possible in the trash can. I get that. One day, I was literally, like, 12 years old. He's sitting there ripping up the newspaper or cereal boxes and stuff like that. And he's like, Cope. And I'm sitting on the couch looking at some bullshit. And he's like, Cope. I'm like, yeah, granddad. You know, you want to know why I was good at football? Why? And he was like, I looked at it and I thought of it like this trash can. He's like, you take me? And you put another player in the trash can and you say only one of you can come out. Mm-hmm. Best believe I'm coming out of that trash can. And that's how I thought of football. You can put the, the guy in front of me can be all world, all tackle, first team all. They could call him Olympus for all I care. Right. It's only me or you coming out of the trash can. I got to come out of the trash can. And so literally as a 12 year old, and he looked at me so serious with it, right? Like as a 12 year old, that's literally how I've thought about football. Like, look, I ain't saying Derek Henry, listen, come on. I'm not saying mama you as a professional football Taylor player, 10 years, you ever scared to go up against somebody. But I will 
If I no, talk to an all-pro corner or all-pro safety, and I say, who is the more difficult person to say? Oh, they'd be like, look, man, I'll lock them down, but it's always a dogfight when I'm playing XYZ receiver, whether it's Devontae Adams. So you as a linebacker, not saying you scared to tackle Derrick Henry, but is it the shifty running backs? Is it the guys coming out the gotcha. slant? I know you ain't scared, That's a better dog. question. Now, that's a better question. That's a better question. But Who's running me over, more we, we, that's a different. type now, of cover you have to have, dog? So the most difficult players here. are the – Is it Alvin nah, Kamara? the most difficult players are the shifties. Yes. The, the Alvin Kamaras, the James Whites of the world. And it's not about tackling them, though. It's more of – it's the either angle. tackling them in space. Oh. Like, if you in space – like, there was a tackle on Alvin Kamara this year – he got me. I tackled him out of bounds. But if we had, if he had a few more yards, he would have probably been able to tiptoe and keep going, right? Because mm. he got me in space. He started, right? Odell Beckham in space. Ooh, that's different, right? But a lot of times as linebackers, we're able to kind of catch you in a box where it's like it's me yeah. and you and you can't go nowhere or you got to run away from me and I got you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I get that. But no, to answer your question, in space is a beast, bro. But, um, but yeah, man, we gonna we gonna have to we gonna have to table this, man. We gonna have to come yeah, back we, to this. We can talk this for is, hours on this. this but is yeah, fun. but yeah, hell yeah, take man. us on out, Money man. I, culture, you you had some good good gems though. Your mindset applies to life, and that applies to the everyday person working their normal career, right? When you said what helped you, right, ensure that you made that team, it was you know what? Let me just take a step back and do what I know is best. Right, let me. I can't. Uh, I've been watching this. I've been reading this month's playbook for two days. I ain't no natural linebacker. I've never played the position in life. But one thing I do know is football. So I think at the end of the day, when adversity strikes, you are who you are, and you got to dig in deep and that overcome certain obstacles. And I'm happy to know that that was a defining moment in your career. Knowing, look, we cutting this team down, and guess what? You wanted the people. You wanted the last two, three to get cut, but you getting cut, my boy. You better show us something tomorrow. Mm. And you fucking showed out, and, and and I'm I'm glad to say, you know that was it. I remember actually coming to one of them preseason games. You did. Yep. Um, you had yeah. me in the player section. I was looking like, who was Shorty? I'm like, oh way up. There's somebody Washington. white. This some. No, it's yep. somebody <laughs> white. Um, yeah, yeah. I went with Cope. Uh, I mean, with me, uh, Jay, Anwalu. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. Was that Detroit? That was Detroit. I no, motherfucker. Preseason uh, game when I lived in New York. I came down to Baltimore. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In 2013. That was the, that was the third one. I think that yeah, was, it was a preseason game is all I'm Panthers saying. I remember coming to yeah. that. I remember that. That's because you're my dog, bro. My brother. Well, hey, man. Take us out. Nothing else needs to be said, man. Money, music, culture. It's a mindset. It's more than just money. It's more than just your dollars. It's a mindset. And we're going to keep tapping in that mindset because guess what? When you open up your mind... The rest will fall into place if you're willing to put the work into it. So, Money Music Culture, man. Ross Mack, I appreciate you as always. We will see y'all next time. You better know it. Make sure you like, subscribe, tell your auntie, tell that nosy-ass neighbor. You feel me? To also subscribe and get in tune with Money Music Culture. Let's get it.